0: We need to get to our feature interview for Morris Finance. Morris, bring our personal approach to personal finance, and we do it obviously with. Uh, we we got to bring our guest in with a proper intro. And James Golding's come up 19 spots to be second R31. And he's done some wild stuff in things like S5000
1: cars in open wheelers. His first ever run in the Bathurst Top 10 Shootout. You are seeing some premium race driving out there at the moment. And that's another great job by James
2: Golding. Golding will take the lead into turn number one. And an emphatic victory for James Golding, who gets the chocolates in the first race.
0: Yeah, it was a story about, it was almost like the little engine that could. Premier Racing in just their second appearance at Mount Panorama managed to sneak into the top ten. In fact, they didn't sneak in, they were P2 on the timesheets to get in. And the man that did it was the one and only James Golding. Please welcome him back to the driver's seat.
3: How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, good, mate. Good to be back on here again.
2: (laughs) Ladies' favourite, crowd favourite, Jimmy G. What a qualifying <laughs> effort uh, at Mount Panorama, mate. That was that was magic. Because I reckon um, you know, up until you signed with Premiere, you were kind of I don't know, out in the out in the wind, out in the doldrums. One of the few drivers that's actually been able to make your way back into the main game championship. And big statement, mate. That qualifying had everyone on their feet. I reckon, including the commentary box. Mm-hmm. They were they were big raps for you.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, a bit of a surprise. I, th- I thought it would be a strong showing there, but, yeah, to do as well as we did specifically in qualifying trim was, yeah, bloody awesome.
2: And take us through the race, mate, because, um, you know, you, you qualified P4, finished in P10. Mm-hmm. Um, so great quality. I mean, you know, P10, any time you get to the end of a Bathurst 1000, it's been a great race, so to speak. But to be in the top 10 is really good. Did Did you have higher aspirations than that, given your qualifying pace?
3: Yeah, we certainly did. Um, We were a bit disappointed come the end of the race, but, yeah, it was kind of just how it panned out for us. We had something not quite go to plan in the pits, which in turn ended up putting us as the second car and and led us to making a queue pit stop under safety car. So that's sort of ultimately what put us on the back foot. And then after that, been no safety cars towards the end of the race we kind of had to make up any ground we could um under green with the field spread out so wasn't uh wasn't easy but still um overall pretty happy with the weekend
0: it would have been you would have been absolutely stoked because going into it everyone was talking about you know Erebus this and triple eight that and all of this sort of stuff. You guys, you and Slady almost were able to just do your thing under the radar. So when you did make it into the shootout and when you were fast at Pracky and fast at Quali as well, it was just like, Oh, what, what the hell is going on? We forgot there are other teams in this, uh, on this, on this grid at the moment. So it would have been pretty surreal for you guys in the, in the um, garage.
3: Yeah, it's right. It's it's definitely awesome to be the ones to mix it up a bit more at the front and, um, you know, to get the support from everyone as well. It's pretty cool. Had a lot of comments from people via messages and in person as well. So it's fantastic. And that's, you know, it's just what keeps fueling us to keep digging and keeping improving.
1: Hey, mate, uh, just wondering what your thoughts, I mean, you've, you've done a couple of Bathursts and it's been a while since we've had a 70-odd lap run to the end, no safety cars. I mean, Obviously, you know, obviously going back to, to what you said earlier with you had a drama, you ended up having to be, uh, didn't have pit priority, so it meant you had to stack a few times. Um, I guess you were probably hoping for a couple of safety cars late in the race to be able to get yourself back in it.
3: Yeah, we were. Um, and look, on paper and statistics-wise, looking at the end of the race there with the, all the dirt and stuff offline, the chance of safety car I was thinking was pretty high, but it just, might have never happened. Everyone kept their nose clean and we all just pressed on. So yeah, it would have been nice to see how the race panned out if it, if there was a safety car, but you know, that's that's just how it goes sometimes. You know, that's just like you never know what's gonna happen and once again it's the again, has not it?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's you just never know what it's gonna uh what's gonna throw up. But what I was saying through the week and I even said it last week here on the driver's seat while I was down there that um, I would have thought with the way the cars are at the moment the way they drive the way they're quite nervous they're not easy cars to drive with the with the low uh, downforce I would have seen more mistakes from the co-drivers who are not in them full time I mean were you surprised that uh, at how good a job pretty much all the co-drivers mm. throughout the field um, I, I guess uh, went within that you know they performed really well for uh, for their team apart from James Moffat
3: yeah I- I thought they did an, an awesome job. Um, you know, you usually see a handful of crashes there every year regardless of what, what cars, what category, what race it is. So um, it's certainly a difficult track and no margin for error, as you well know. But these cars, you would think there was going to be a few more incidences. But just goes to show that, you know, the level, everyone, level everyone's at these days is pretty high. So it's it's cool to see.
2: Um, talk to me about the soft tyre. Um, good, bad or ugly? I mean, controversial, I reckon, because we've had statements from SVG saying, and all we did was roll around at 60%, try not to blow the tyre out of it. Um, we've had comments uh, coming to light that the reason they did that is because, or supercars put the soft tyre on it, was because they were too afraid of the Super 2 cars being faster than the, the Gen 3 cars as a driver you you were there, you've done it you've you've done the whole race now was it do you reckon it was the right move to put that tire on the car or we we should have stayed with a hard? What are your thoughts on that
3: uh, I mean i you know one lap sos awesome, but sure. <laughs> over the race yeah I, I kind of agree with Shane there, like it you were sort of managing it out of the mm-hmm. box, and you know that's that's all you were really thinking about whereas the old car, when we were running the hard tyre at the end of the race, you just, you know, you roll out of the pits and you're virtually 10 tenths to the end. Yeah. So that definitely changed. It wasn't the same. It wasn't, still wasn't easy. Mm. Um, I don't think we were just cruising around. Um, but at the same time, you were just, you know, your head was just in your tyres the whole time and you couldn't really just race as hard as you could. Um, like you used to. So, yeah, I think, who knows, it could have given us a better race. Maybe they'll try it next year or something like that. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think anyone that's driven around the place at pace, even at 60% in a supercar, it's still it's still a real challenge to to do. Um, Gen 3, lots of controversy coming in, and I'm not trying to get you to be controversial or any of that sort of stuff, but obviously lots of discussions in Pit Lane about parity and all the Ford and the Chev thing that was going on. Um, how do you find Gen 3? Because I don't think we've actually spoken to you this year. How, how have you found the transition to Gen 3? Is it more to your liking or is it a bit more of a challenge?
3: Uh, it's Initially out of the box, I, I quite enjoyed it, um, just the difference. But, yeah, it's it's definitely got to have a different driving style Um, to suit the car and get the most out of it. There is some things that aren't as nice Mm driving-wise, but, you know, there's always going to be stuff people aren't happy with. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, for me, I just jump in and get on with it.
2: (laughs) And it's, it's probably a not not a bad way to be because we're stuck with them right like it, it, fundamentally we are not so shouldn't say stuck with them fundamentally the gen 3 yeah. is what we've got and that's what everyone is going to have to drive and if you don't like it um even with some maybe some tech changes coming up in the future um if you don't fundamentally like the platform we've got you're in a bit of trouble because as Nimsy said we're going it's going to be around for a while isn't it
3: yeah exactly i think um those little teething issues, you know, you build something brand new, there's always going to be things that aren't quite right. And, and the supercars and teams will do a better job and make improvements as we go along the way. Just like the other cars, they'll get to a point where they're dialled in and, you know, faultless driving-wise, feel-wise, and hopefully reliability-wise. So, yeah, it's just it's all part and parcel, I think, for, for us with... You know, we've probably been caught out by a couple of things with failures um, here and there, but all in all, I think they've probably come out pretty well. Especially some of the street circuits they've gone to. Everyone was going on about how they're going to fall apart and three cars are going to finish. Well, I think they did pretty well, really. <laughs>
2: I, I think the Steve. I don't know whether you agree, but I thought the the reliability on the cars, even though again we, <laughs> you listen to Brody and you listen to SVG. I think their words were my foot. My car was falling apart, and yeah. I had issues. There, there was obviously by the end of the thousand, everyone was nursing something. But I was, I thought the reliability was pretty strong. Yeah,
1: I thought it was pretty good too. Obviously, mm. um, there was a bit of a, I think there's a bit of a design failure with the the gear lever, I guess bracket that holds the gear lever. Yeah. Obviously, tower, clearly, whatever they call it. Um, tower. Um, but I would actually, Jimmy, I would like to ask you because we've heard a little bit of this from Shane, and obviously we don't want to go back into things about steering racks and all that sort of stuff, but Um, Brody was going on about the way that, uh, his steering felt, you know, like it was obviously feels weird one way to the other and it it just happens, I guess it happens out of the blue or it happens through the race at a slow, like it it degrades slowly. Have you found this? Have you, have you had the same style of issue? And if you have, what, what actually happens just to give us and, and the listeners an understanding if you do know what's what's going on with um, with what Brody and Shane are talking about,
3: yeah, I have had different issues. I think there's probably no one really that that hasn't. Um, it's the level of them, and and there's also been multiple different issues as well. Yeah, the most common one probably is the steering shifting, um, right. so the center point not remaining in the center as the session or race progresses, you know, you can go out and go, Oh boys have got left hand down and then before you're not by the end of the session it's kind of tidied itself up. Right. Or, you know, you can start off the other way, starts off straight and then slowly shifts. And we're talking, you know, we're not talking ninety degrees, but yeah. you know, enough to It'd be disconcerting. Want to make it better and fix it. Mm. Um the other thing is that tracking under brakes which we've probably seen Shane talk about a lot, and that's just the the car shifting um, under brakes rather than braking in a straight line. It kind of moves one way or another, probably kind of like if you try and drive over tram tracks in a road car, you sort of feel it pull you one way or the other. Sure,
2: um,
3: sure. that's another thing as well, okay. and it's just probably some of vagueness um, in the middle of the steering. And once again, there's, you know, been different steering racks. You, you'll change to another steering rack, get a different feeling as well. Um, yeah, they're probably the three main ones. Yeah, The vagueness in the middle, I, I would just say that kind of similar to the, the um, going away from straight or shifting over the session goes on and a bit of vagueness through the centre of the steering lock. Yeah. Um, but You know, some of it you get used to, some of it comes and goes. You obviously try and fix what you can and swap between racks and all that sort of stuff. But a lot of it's, you know, I think it's, they're obviously trying to fix these issues. But at the same time, it's not like one of us has got it and everyone else's thing's awesome and, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a category wide
2: issue, right? We're, we, I think it's a category wide issue. Everyone's got a problem with it and it's something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. One of an enormous list of things yeah. that we, we've, we've talked about. And this nausea. wasn't
1: a go in and let's bash the problems again. It's not, I no. just we just wanted to understand Yeah, what it feels like. Cause yeah. I've, I haven't driven one yet, you yeah. know, and yeah. I'll probably will drive one at some stage, but, mm, mm. um, just to know what it's like, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, just to give all the listeners a bit of an understanding, you know, yeah. because it's, it's we all hear weird. about all hear steering racks, about it, but if yeah. you're
2: not if you haven't driven a race car, it's it doesn't really it correlate to exactly in the mind of I what did,
1: it is. I did a function with with Brad Jones uh, on the Friday night at Bathurst, mm-hmm. and was that, a leg- was, was that a legends function, you know, Steve yeah, J? It, it may have it been. Legend. Making... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend! <laughs> but um, he was talking about you know this sort of thing, <laughs> and um, he was saying there was a good question come from the crowd regarding cars and and when are we going to get back to you know so, you know win on sunday and sell on monday that sort of stuff and, Never. and and yeah you know so and and Brad had a good point he goes the reason why these cars are so highly modified is because they need to be at the the level that that everyone is is running at at sure. the moment and the the biggest problem that we got with these steering racks and he he pointed this out as one of the problems he goes the biggest point is the steering racks are Basically, a road car steering rack that's been modified, and that's the issue. The road car stuff can't do it. Is not good enough quality, or, or nah. cannot handle the 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 stress and the force that these cars loads. are providing, and the yeah. loads these cars are yeah. providing. And that's why they're having these issues. So, that was just sort of answering someone's question about why don't we use more, you know, I, I mean, more standard parts. And Brad said you can. You go production car racing. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. This is you don't put cars. a standard
2: steering rack in a in a. Supercar, I mean, no, that's correct. just dumb. Hey, Jimmy, we're going to let you go, but uh, I want to talk about your boss. I know he doesn't listen to the show. He may listen to the show. I don't know. But Pete's- Yeah, he does. He's he, been on the show. Oh, well, he has. Uh, I, the the word I'm going to use for your boss, I reckon, uh, Jimmy G, is ruthless. He doesn't mind hardcore doesn't mind throwing the chop around <laughs> when he needs to. Uh how are you finding how are you finding working in that team because to me from the outside it looks like quite the pressurized environment. You you know, he's a successful business, businessman, you either perform or you're gone
3: Yeah, it's I mean I guess it probably seems like that in some respects from the outside, but being on the inside oh, it's I don't necessarily see it that way. I think Pete's a guy that, um, you know, if you work hard and do a good job, um, you'll be rewarded, but also he will give you the tools you need to do a good job. And until, you know, you have all the tools and you still can't complete the job, well then something, something's not working and something needs to change. So, That's something I value a lot Um, being in and out of a couple of other teams. You know, there isn't always opportunities like that where there's someone willing to give you the tools you need to do the job and work with you, ask you what you need. There's no, there's no limit to um, making things better and, yeah. There's no there's no roadblock, you know. You you think I think we need to do this. All right, well done. Let's do it. You know, it's 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 a massive opportunity for me and I think in motorsport it's difficult to come across these sorts of opportunities because obviously it's pretty expensive and um you know, a lot of other people are invested in other things. They might not be fully focused or um willing to do whatever it takes to Make it happen and trend in the right direction. And Pete's one of those guys that, you know, if if he's doing something, he's going all in and he's not gonna not gonna hold back. And he's publicly said within the team that, you know, he's going to keep going until he wins, and whether we're there or not isn't going to faze him. So that just shows his passion and determination, and also Mm. um, ignites us with more passion and determination to go along with him and be there when it happens.
0: Well, clearly, at least for the near future, he wants you still in the team because uh, you and Sladey are both going to be there uh, next year. It must be pretty nice knowing that you know, especially considering how completely bonkers this year's silly season's been. Like, it would it would be nice that when the announcement was made, especially before the enduros, that you know you and Sladey were locked in at uh, at Newland Racing Premiere for twenty twenty four It would have probably been a big weight off your chest. I'm guessing.
3: Oh, certainly. Yeah it's it's been it's been a long um, not easy journey since I started with the team halfway through last year. And obviously since the team formed only at the start of last year as well. So it's, um, it's certainly still a new project and yeah, I've been lucky to be a part of it. And Pete ultimately gave me the opportunity last year and, and really gave me a second lifeline in supercars, which I can't thank him enough for that. And I've just had my head down and bum up ever since and just trying to do the best I can. um, so to have Pete's belief in myself to go on for the foreseeable future is, yeah, it's really awesome. And now I just can't wait to keep working hard and keep building the team up together.
2: Hey, Jimmy, uh, just before we let you go, mate, you are still on the decks? You are still <laughs> DJ Jimmy G?
3: Yeah, mate. I'm never off the deck.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, where can we see uh where can we see some of your work outside the race car and on the deck? So you doing any shows or is this uh, a lounge room DJ?
3: Um oh, I do every now and again. Um yeah, probably just keep an eye on the socials. Probably
2: And watch What's your not because 'cause I'm an old fuddy duddy. What's your what's your style? I'd imagine it's not uh Bangers from the seventies. Are, uh, <laughs> are you?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, you house, trance, whatever they call, yeah. it, whatever the cool kids call it.
3: <laughs> yeah, more sort of house, techno, your sort of stuff. I reckon. Yeah, righto, <laughs> uh,
2: righto. Well, I Ooh. might, uh, I might have to get along to one of your gigs at some point. I was about <laughs> to we'll both go along. I was about to say, if you do see yep. them
0: on the GC uh, uh, at the end of the month, make sure you give them a <laughs> wristband uh let him in on one of your oh, sets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Everyone will be looking around and going, who's the two old fat grey blokes in the corner? Yeah. One of them looks like Steve Johnson. Couldn't in the be. front, well, ju- jumping up and down, <laughs> mosh-pitting. Kill, killing every folk, mate. If we mosh-pit, there's going to be bodies on the ground. Let me yeah. yeah. uh,
0: well, Jimmy, you've been incredibly generous with your time, mate, and uh, hopefully you enjoy a bit of a break before the Gold Coast. And uh, w- again, well done in, at Bathurst, mate. And uh, hopefully this is just a sign of things to come. But uh, cheers for being back on the driver's seat and go well.
3: No worries. Thanks, fellas. I'll see you in the front row at me next gig. That's it. We'll be there.
2: <laughs> I'll be on the
1: waters flat out.
2: As long as I don't see you trying to chew your own
0: face off, then we won't have an issue. Here we go. James Golding there joining us here on the driver's seat. Boys, do you want to get through some of those
2: texts before oh, you start, just, start
0: um, fist-pumping and putting it on your bum bags? <laughs>
2: Should we, uh, we'll go straight to Rob the Ranger from Camden. Great to have Jimmy Golding on the show. Definitely a talent from the GRM days, including his previous Supercars History and S5000. Qualifying at Bathurst also showed he is a bloody good steerer and will have future success. Well done on a good performance. Good on you, Rob. Yeah, he did really well over the weekend, he did. Steve. He
1: did a great job.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots to talk about Bathurst, though. Eh? Yep. Yep. I mean, there's. it's weird. Lots and not a lot.
0: Yeah, well, we'll if do you that. can put it that way, <laughs> we have got so many texts here at the moment, so we will do that in just a moment here on the drive set because we gotta gotta got we'll, got scroll down. We'll do, yeah, yeah. There are that many t- messages that have come in, so we have got uh, our power rankings. We'll do that from the mountain next. But uh, James Golding was our feature interview. Thanks to Morris. Morris makes all finance simple for your business, investment, or personal finance needs. Mm. Call Morris today.